Hey, this is Virginia Trinidad, wife and mother, bringing you a quick 15-minute podcast about health, wellness, and fitness. Today, we have a queen as a guest speaker. (laughs) She's mine, my oldest, my firstborn, Veronica Oliveira. She was dragged into recording this podcast right now. Yeah. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I mean, I love my mom, so... (laughs) It is what it is. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Thank you for saying you love me before I embarrass you in front of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers. Of course, obviously. Totally. <laughs> so you're back. You graduated. You finished your freshman year of college. Can you tell our listeners where it is that you attend college? Yeah, I'm a freshman church leadership and administration major with a youth ministry minor at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> Can you tell that I say that every like five million <laughs> times a day? <laughs> Absolutely. Can you tell us like what does that mean? Like what do you what does that degree and minor mean? What do you want to do with that? Yeah, so I accepted a call to ministry when I was about 14 and obviously there were some highs and lows after that, but um as of right now, I think well, I think first of all, I'm still on the journey to discovering exactly what I want to do and I think that's part of the reason that I chose to major in something theology related in college because I could have gone and majored in communications and still done ministry. Um, But I think the reason that I decided to go to college and study theology was because I still don't 100% know what my specific calling within a like church space is. So as of right now, what seems like what it seems I want to do is I think my ultimate goal one day is to start my own church. Um, What the journey to do that looks like, I'm not really sure. Um, but the one thing that I do know for certain that has always kind of been a constant within my calling is that, um, my heart is with students and specifically middle schoolers and high schoolers. And I think that I, my, I went through the biggest spiritual formation within that stage of my life. And so I definitely think that I have the calling to guide other people on that journey. So, yeah. That's awesome. That was an amazing explanation. (laughs) It's crazy, but I always say this, like you have always been called to like kids. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Veronica was my firstborn. I gave birth to Vero when I was 24 years old. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no cousins, no brothers and sisters. Well, I did, but they were like half brother and sister and I never see them. So, um, she was, I was terrified. And my, one of my first podcasts talks about that, but she was always super maternal. She always loved kids. So seeing her journey throughout these years of being involved with children has been such a beautiful thing. And now you have two sisters at home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How does that feel like to come home from college and then have like these two little girls at home, which obviously, you know, they're your sisters, but like, how how is that transition right now? Um, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, obviously, I'm super happy to be home, and I I missed my sisters a lot. And if I think about what I missed from home the most, that's probably it. But it's definitely hard because I'm used to like quiet mornings of waking up in my own time and going to class and going to a coffee shop and doing whatever I do, and so 
it's definitely taking some getting used to of like waking up and like hearing screaming children first thing in the morning um our family is crazy guys <laughs> i hope you know that i hope that you don't watch listen to this and think that our family is perfect because it is by no means perfect it's what makes it beautiful though no thanks you're welcome after all of these episodes <laughs> i believe that i give a really good description of how our family really is so okay, cool. they should know cool, cool. <laughs> well anyways um so yeah it's gonna take some getting used to again just because um one it's hard to you know hear and experience that again but two it's also hard to share my time so i just have to be you know intentional we talk about it all the time just me being intentional about spending quality time with them um because quality time is definitely not my love language and it's definitely one that i need to work on because a lot of people have it as a love language so yeah mm, yeah like papa yeah like he papa. really needs it yeah it's crazy because veronica and i were talking about this yesterday it was like I was an only child growing up and Veronica was an only child for like 10 years. And then when I had Valentina, she was like almost like a mom and she still got a lot of alone time and got to do her things alone because Valentina was so young. So um, yeah, definitely Veronica can have that only child syndrome just because she had so much time alone. Um, so her and I can probably relate so much better than like to one another than the other two. So tell me about like getting to college, like that first month, like leaving your family, leaving your sisters, like trying to adapt to this new state and just how did that go right off the bat? Um, well, the first week of college was we had like this huge orientation program at my school and it's kind of one of the things that my university is known for is just that we have this like super camp like crazy silly orientation program and so the first few days of college were great and then I went on a trip the weekend after I moved in and I came back and I didn't know how to make friends and so the first week or like the second week of school was really hard and I just remember spending a lot of time um just calling my family and because I missed them. But the one thing that like remained constant throughout that week was that my academic college, so like the college of theology at Belmont um, was the one place that always kind of felt like home for me. So I knew that I had like the potential to make amazing friends because I was surrounded by amazing people. It was more so that I struggled to put myself out there just because I think in Miami, it's very like there's this culture of everybody knows everybody, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. I went to, a small middle school and then I went to a not so big high school and I kind of knew people already so it wasn't necessarily hard to make friends and I never really had to like introduce myself to people you know like mm. but going to college I had to learn how to do that and it was really hard so I reached out to somebody that um is older than me and she was a senior she's the only other major in the only other person of my major in school And she introduced me to the person who is now my best friend Mm. and who introduced me to all of my other best friends. And Mm. so the first week, like I said, was a little bit of a challenge. But after that, it was only uphill from there. So (laughs) although that one like week was really hard, I definitely can say that I had it pretty easy because I only experienced that pain for like a week. Mm. Um, That's awesome. And 
one of the reasons why I wanted to record this podcast is because I know that there's so many of my listeners that are around the same age and they're going to experience their first one going to college. And I think that how valuable for them to be able to hear this from someone who just came back from their freshman year of college. So I think that it's instrumental that parents be there for their children when they go away to college, but also, I guess, like, be there for them, but know that some of that pain is temporary. Do you feel like your other friends also experience somewhat what you experienced? Yeah, my um, my roommate and my best friend Haley and I talk about it talk about it all the time that she also like experienced this like crazy thing of like I don't have any friends, and she she just experienced the week before I did. You know, like she kind of went through that during welcome week um, and I kind of went through it after welcome week. Um, But I think that the one thing that was really comforting during that week that was hard was that I knew I wasn't alone and that everybody was kind of going through the same thing. Um, The senior that I know that introduced me to Haley, she gave me a piece of advice. Like when I talked to her, she was just like, just give yourself grace and give yourself patience. And there's like no pressure to find friends right away. And I remember like scrolling through Instagram and it looking like everybody had like these amazing, super established friends, friend groups, like a day into school. And I was like, there's no way this is real. (laughs) Like, how do these people have these friends? And so it might seem like you're alone, but I remember, or I mean, everybody's going through the same thing. And later on, you'll come to find out that the first week of school, everybody else and all of your friends were struggling too. So especially if you go away, I mean, I think if you stay in Florida, it's a different story Mm -hmm. Um, just because you kind of tend to like stick around the same people. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you go away to school, I think just know that, you know, you're not alone. Everybody is kind of experiencing the same thing. And it's it's a transition, you know, and it's it's hard. But I think that ultimately in the end, it's super rewarding. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I I remember calling you and trying to keep it together but I was literally an emotional mess like I dropped you off and I thought I was going to be perfectly fine and everything was going to be okay and there you know mom like there's not many things that can throw me on my feet and give me the desire to not want to like work out yeah (laughs) like if there's if you know that your mom is stuck in bed like mom worked out with COVID (laughs) I did not want to leave my house And I remember reaching out to like other moms and just asking them if there was normal, but they almost like they did tell like they give me a little bit of love, but they were almost also like, don't worry, it's going to get better. Don't worry, it's going to get better. And I felt like I was drowning because my firstborn was out and I just knew that it was never going to be the same, which is true. Mm -hmm. Like the minute you left and now you leave and you come back and now you leave and you come back it's not the same. Yeah. And that was really hard for me to accept, but I believe that now I'm just this is a new a stage of my life and a new stage of your life and it's just kind of comforting. Um I believe I I explained to some people like I felt that I was an adult already, like that I knew everything. Like I was I'm 43 years old and I felt like I was an adult. <laughs> until you went to college and then I felt like I'm learning all over again like learning something new all over again learning how to communicate with you differently and learning how to try to understand where you are and trying to understand you know what you're going through so that's been like 
a transition for me, um, but excited for where we're going together in our relationship as a daughter and a mother. It's really fun. Yeah. So what do you, what is something that you could tell parents that are getting ready? Like there's a lot of moms that I know that might be listening to this that are literally getting ready to go drop off their kids at college this summer. And what advice could you give them? Even if I royally messed it up, um, (laughs) what, (laughs) what advice could you give them? Um, I would say to, um, just give your kids a space to accept where they are, you know, and just learn to discover, let your kids, give your kids the space to discover, you know, where they are and like who they want to be. Because I think that I, the, I, the first thing I tell people when like, they're like, Oh, how's college or like, how's Nashville or whatever. I always say like, I'm exact, like right now in Nashville, like I feel, I, I feel that I am who I've wanted to be my entire life. And I think that the reason that that is, is because I felt that like, you knew, you know, mom, like you knew that I was going to this new place and that I was going to be learning these new things and that I was going to be discovering who I was, you know, because I think especially growing up in Miami, there's, there's pressure to like conform to certain like stereotypes or like pressure to, you know, look a certain way when you like go to Publix or like pressure to, you know, like do this. And I just think that, um, college for me was the place like I was going to this new new city and I was like I like I can be whoever I want to be like nobody knows me you know and I think that it's normal to be confused not confused by that but I think that's normal to be a little scared of that just because you're like oh like who's my kid gonna turn into Mm. um but I think that it's important to just like give your child like the space to discover like who they want to be like as they go into the world you know because ultimately i think that that's what college is for in a way so Mm. yeah so i don't know if i phrase that well but (laughs) no if i if i understand correctly is parents allow your you know children to adapt to who they want to be yeah regardless of what you've kind of like instilled and taught them you know like you have to almost try and let them flourish on their own yeah i mean i know that know that the values that you Mm. instilled in them growing up are still very much there like my like my family instilled values in me that i that i still hold with me to this day i'm just kind of molding those values into like how i want to take them into the world in my own way you know yeah i think that i'm gonna cry (laughs) i was like i'm gonna make it without crying and i messed up um it was one of the most rewarding things that I think you told me was like, mom, you taught me well. Mm-hmm. And I think you told me even when I left you there. Yeah. You're like, you've done a good job. Why am I crying? <laughs> um, <laughs> now you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you've done good. And I appreciate everything that you've taught me. And it's part of who I am. Yeah. And now it's my turn to grab all of those values and morals and that you've taught me and kind of make them into who I want to be. Yeah. And I think that that is, there's one recommendation that I could give parents out there is that don't think that just because your children may not be doing or walking the path exactly the way that you had pictured it to be, that doesn't mean that all of your work and everything that you into your children goes 
unnoticed. Yeah, it doesn't good. mean that it's not going to show up. It just may show up in a different way in which you thought it was going to show up. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Did I do a that good job good. there? That was really good. All right. Awesome. Well, I am excited to see what the future holds for you, Vero. I am so proud of you. I am ecstatic at your academics, your friendships, the people that you surround yourself with seem to be an amazing group of friends. And I just, I love you so much. I'm so flipping proud of you. I and I love you. I love so Thanks. as we close today, I just want to remind everyone that you are worthy. You are loved and have an amazing day. Bye guys. <laughs>